Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. It's funny how changing your environment can actually alter your mood and state of happiness. And I know this firsthand. I remember, gosh, my life was so different back in Chicago. Um, That's where I grew up, for those of you who don't know. And there I remained for most of my life, really, up until about 15 years ago when I moved here to LA. But you know, most people in Chicago, they, they kind of hang around and they stay there. And I thought I was going to do that too. And there I lived my life and I thought my life was going the way as planned. But as the life often happens, um, there was a big change. And so we picked up and we, I was married at the time and I had kids and I moved across the country to La La Land here. And um, I always joke I did what everybody else did here, got a divorce and boom, the record stopped. And literally that is when my life changed. And I was completely in shock. Like my body was in shock, but more so like I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And here I was in this new town and I, I had sunshine now and I had the warmth, but I was completely out of my environment and I was also in the suburbs. Now, when I moved at the time, I thought it was a good idea. It was because I was in a family, but then I got single and I slowly became depressed. And I remember thinking, gosh, like there's no other single people here and I need, I need a change. And besides all the other stuff that I do that I talk about on my previous podcasts, I slowly started going into what we consider the city here where there were more singles and I started meeting more, you know, single girlfriends. And every time I would go into the quote unquote city, I found myself happier. So I finally took the plunge and I moved. It was a big move. Um, My kids were still pretty little at the time. But the minute I got here, I completely changed. Like, I mean, my life changed as I knew it, but also I was happier. And I find that, you know, and really I learned firsthand how changing your environment can also alter the way that you feel overall. And it can give you a whole different perspective. And if those of you are familiar with neuro-linguistic programming, I do a little bit of, um, teaching on that sometimes. There's something called a break state. And a break state is a sudden change in the context of speaking or movement that changes a person's state quickly. And so that example that I just gave you was a break state for me. So that is why I brought somebody pretty special on the line today to talk about how to change and get into the state of happiness, because he's the perfect person to talk about this stuff. His name is Benjamin Ritter. He has an MBA, a master's in public health, and he provides personal life, dating, relationship, and professional consulting services. And he's a founder of Simplify Health Incorporated. He's the host of a kick-ass podcast called Live For Yourself, which I had the pleasure to be on. And more importantly, he is from Chicago, which is why I clicked right away. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going, Kim? 
Okay. Wait, do you go by Ben or Benjamin? I didn't even ask you. I just felt like all of a sudden we're friends and you're Ben to me. <laughs> well, I think just so we can be more in alignment, you can call me Ben because you're Kim. So three letters, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Like, in, in the thing that we hadn't talked about is how you got into all this because you have a different kind of background, you know, having an MBA and all that stuff. How did you get into all this? Well, I think I've, I've been crafting my life to be more in alignment with my professional pursuits. Hmm. So I'm finishing up a doctorate right now in organizational leadership, which focuses on uh, basically how to develop people into leaders and how to really find out their strengths and help them develop them and then match them to their environment, to their jobs. Um, but before that, with my MBA and MPH, all that was because I was interested in working for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in positive social change and really focused on developing mm. individuals. And I tried to figure out what was the closest I can get uh, education-wise to help me kind of lead me towards my professional goals. Interesting. So then you got into this thing, but you, I mean, you really kind of specialize in this, you know, happiness, you know, get kind of breaking patterns. And I know I do this too, but you, you obviously come at it at a different angle because I love that you you know, work in the business world too. Um, have you had like a personal journey around this in your own state of happiness as you go uh, down the yellow very, brick road? <laughs> very, very, very much so. Because <laughs> we're so. always our, our <laughs> own best teachers. Come on, like, let's be real here. I poured my heart out in the beginning of the show. So I'm just interested, like, what was your path? Yeah, I wanted to thank you for that too. That was, your story's inspiring and interesting and I can relate in some ways. Really? Yeah, I think whenever you have those kind of changes in mm -hmm. where you think you're going and you have this kind of moment of self-reflection, you can either go two ways, right? You can go falling down the rabbit hole even further and never be found, or you can start figuring out ways to dig yourself out of it. And I think if more people can share their stories about how they dug themselves out, we can hopefully create more awareness that that is possible, that just because something changes in your external environment, it doesn't mean that anything has to change internally. It's so true. And I often say like, you know, when I was in that really low state, you know, or I call it the black period because I wore all black too, just as a reflection of my mood. Um, I, I really, there was, it was, it was, it was like a fork in the roll. like how you said that rabbit hole, I definitely was going down there. Like I, I think I had one foot in already and it was sucking me in because that was the time I couldn't get out of bed. I had a hard time taking care of my kids. Like it was, it was hard to get out, but yeah, I, I had to make some decisions to get out of that. And for me, the best way was to take action. You know, moving was one of them, but like, you know, new clothes, all of that stuff. So I don't know, like, how did you personally do it? Because you said you related to something that I said. Yeah. So this can, we could talk about this one story for hours. It's kind of like, it's kind of the whole path that led me to today. But some mm. major significant events were that I initially was in my own black hole. And I was not happy with my social relationships. I was extremely unhappy with my intimate relationships due to like a negative, you know, X and a variety, I guess, of negative things that were happening at one time that kind of had me just really, really sad and depressed and feeling like I was lost. Mm -hmm. And for men in this field, at least probably... 10 years ago, the only thing that was really out there was seduction and attraction. 
And mm. so if you went online, because online was still kind of infant as well, and you typed in, you know, I'm unhappy, how do I want to improve myself? You'd get Daniel Carnegie, which is wonderful, how to win friends and influence people, or you'd get how to meet and attract women, at least for men. Um, and so I dived into that field. And I initially, for the first five years of working professionally in this business, I worked on teaching men how to pick up and seduce women, right? And how to become better versions of themselves in that, in that regard. Oh, you were in the but, pickup industry? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, for a decent amount of time. Ah. Uh, but, but so then there's that aspect of my journey. And then at right. the same time, I'm pursuing what I thought was my professional goal to become a professional soccer player. So my entire life was dedicated to becoming a better athlete. How I mm -hmm. ate, uh, how, I, how I trained, uh, really how I was socially, which actually caused how, you know, my, my lack of skill set socially. And I ended up getting to a point where I failed, where mm. I, you know, I played collegiate athletics, I traveled overseas, and I came back and had to come to the realization that I, I failed and this wasn't going to happen. So I lost my purpose. I didn't have any social support. I was not happy with who I was socially or what my intimate relationships were like. And it was just this, it was an even deeper black hole. So as much as I'm trying to improve in so many ways, it was just this cascade of, of negative things that kept happening in my environment. Um, and then, you know, working and kind of like long story short, it came, I came to the realization that all these external pursuits, I didn't really know who I was, what I wanted. I lacked confidence. That was a huge thing. And yeah. it all, it all came down to all these external pursuits and trying to be the things that I thought I wanted to be wasn't really wanted to, who I really wanted to be. And I never took the time to really evaluate who I was at that moment instead of thinking I knew who I was based on who I was 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. And then also, mm -hmm. it was also then that <laughs> I had to develop who I was internally and not look for external validation from let's say seduction or attraction and those types of things. And when I became the person internally who I was proud of, everyone else noticed that as well. I love your story just well, now because- I started living for myself. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, you live. Well, because, you know, I think a lot of people listen to this and, and I know I, I fell into this where you become this almost victim you know, kind of pattern for yourself where you say, why does everything happen to me? Like you were telling your story and you said all these negative things were happening. And a lot of times when that happens to people, they chalk it up to, oh, I have the worst luck ever. Like all these bad things keep happening to me. But the truth is, is they're all connected right? Like, and I know you and I know this doing the work that we do, but also having the personal experiences. So I love that you kind of had that realization of, wait a second, I'm the common denominator here and I'm, <laughs> I'm creating all these negative experiences. And, and as soon as you switch that and evaluated and changed things up and on getting that internal validation, positive things started happening. So yeah, and it was about it was about programming when it really comes down mm. to it. It was I was operating on programming that wasn't serving who I was. And when I took the time to reprogram myself, you know, to really figure out and this is the live for yourself concept, my my priorities, my goals in life, am I and how I'm acting towards them? Am I really behaving in a way that is working towards my goals and priorities? And do those goals and priorities match my values? Who I really am at my core, my beliefs and my attitudes. 
And then am I, are the relationships surrounding my life helping perpetuate those goals, those intentions, those values as well. And that programming had, had to all align with, with itself and who I was at my core to kind of lead myself to live a life where I, where even if something bad happened to me externally, I knew who I was internally. And so you didn't become a victim. You didn't blame your external influences and stuff like that. You really then could be confident and say, great, this happened. Okay, let's move forwards because it doesn't really matter what happens outside of who I am as a person. Yeah. Well, no. So that's what I wanted to ask you because I can hear people, you know, listening to this saying, well, that's great. I want to reprogram myself and I see there's questions I need to ask and evaluate, but then how do I get out of my own way? Like, how do I actually do this? Do you have specific tips that you can give people around that? I can give some tips, but I'd love to preface this and say, let's say you are 40 years old or you're Mm -hmm. 20 years old, however old you are. And you realize, you come to the realization that you're not happy and you, you realize that you want to reprogram kind of yourself and live towards fulfillment and a better life. Mm-hmm. You have to come to the realization that you are now going to try to reprogram those 20 years or those 40, or those 40 years or those 30 years. And it's not something that happens overnight. Oh my God, that seems exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> about my last 20 years. Yeah, no, that's true though. And so that's, that's why I think I align with the name simplify health or Mm -hmm. live for yourself because it's exhausting if you live in a life that is still based on your old programming. Ah, yeah. And so the first step before any of this is to realize what are the things that are causing you the most stress And how can you minimize them in your life at the moment? Because usually the things that cause you the most stress are things that are out of alignment with who you really want to be in life. Yeah. So like when I moved from the suburbs to the city, like that was, that's what uplifted my mood and caused, you know, like almost like a different story for myself, right? Because it was causing me so much stress being in that suburb where there, there's a bunch of married people and then nobody was like me and, and, and I fell into a deeper state of depression. So I had to actually figure out what was causing that and part of it was my environment. Exactly. And so I've, I've created a workbook that kind, of, mm-hmm. that kind of details this all out called the Live For Yourself Journal. And part of it is, what are you excited about each week? What are you stressed about each week? And do those things align with your goals or your values and do the things that cause you stress, how can you minimize those? And so it's just kind con- and like, you know, you said it seems exhausting, but yeah. once, once you get the foundation of like your environment being proactive and developing you to who you want to be in life, it doesn't become exhausting anymore because you're just living then. You're making decisions based on your own programming instead of old programming. And there, I'd love to detail out more of the steps, but I want to pause for a second and ask if there are any questions about what I just said. No, I think I got it. I, see, I learn best an example, and I don't know if, if people who are listening do too. So I just want to use myself as an example <laughs> to make sure that I got it. So then I, I knew that the environment was causing me stress, 
right? In, in the suburbs. So I moved out of that. And once I got there, I realized how happy and excited I was. And I realized that was my state of excitement was being more in this urban community where there were more single people and there was more movement for myself. So, it energized me. So let's use this example and say, what was your overall goal before you moved? My overall goal was to be with um, more single people, to have more of an um, urban environment that also helped me with my career. Okay. So let's say before you decide on moving, you mm -hmm. say, what are some progress goals that you can make for yourself? Like a six, like a six month goal, maybe a year goal, let's say mm -hmm. two in each category that can help you kind of reach that goal itself. So I, in other words, what you're asking is that, you know, you have to almost do different landmarks for yourself. Like, what do you want in three months? What do you want in six months? And then create a, a set of like goals for each of those landmarks. Is that what you're so, asking? Yeah. So maybe the year goal mm -hmm. would have been moved to the city. But yeah. Six month goal would have been find a friend that lives in the city that goes out to the city regularly that you could become closer with and be more social with. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like that because I know that's something that I teach my clients. Like, you know, clients will come to me and they'll say, I just want to be more confident or I want to find a man or I want to find a woman, you know, and that's such a huge goal. Right. And so it's so much more obtainable when you break it down and in helping people to get to the finish line, so to speak, right? You can't race to the finish line. You have to exercise, I always say. You can't, you have to like do little exercises and little sub goals along the way to achieve that overall goal. So that's good. I like how you break it down like that. Yeah, so, and then okay. that breaks down yeah. for each, each portion of that goal. So your intentions, like what do you do every day? What are you doing every day? And how is it leading you towards that move? Mm -hmm. it, and then your values, so, you know, that your values really break down. Like, well, why is that move important to you? Well, because there are different components of that. So a value in that could be new experiences. It could be autonomy, um, mm -hmm. for example. And then expectations, you're looking at, well, are you still attached to your old life? Are you still attached, you know, to your, to your previous relationship? Are there, relate, are there friends that you have from that previous relationship that are holding you back and not being positive and helping you kind of move forward with your life? Yeah. And then, so once you craft all those mm -hmm. four pillars, you now have this guidebook to say, great, I've, I've reached my goal. I'm living in, in alignment with who I am as a person. And eventually you start making decisions then that help you and move you forwards. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Do you have like a success story that you wanted to share where that, that process worked? Cause I, th I think it would help people understand just like, you know, how somebody did it. It would go on for a decent amount of time <laughs> uh, just because so my programs are three to six months long um, uh, and uh -huh. a full program is six months. Uh, a lot of it though is based on, on kind of it's deprogramming and reprogramming and to break those down into just a regular success story would be difficult without just summarizing the entire process. So for example, a client in, previously came to me and they wanted they had a variety of goals. They wanted to become more successful in their business. They wanted to gain more confidence and drop insecurities. Um, and these are huge things, huge right. things that take, you know, weekly consultations and assignments mm -hmm. to, to move them forwards towards. And in the end, the person ended up moving to a whole different state. They are now successfully um, operationalizing their business. So it's less stressful and they're, they're seeing growth. 
Mm -hmm. um, and they gain more confidence because now they're living more in alignment with who they, who they really are. And one of the biggest things that came out of that success story is they realized that the business that defined them, that they thought they needed to, to succeed in, was not that actually, like, actually important to them. And mm. a lot of times during these three to six months programs, you come up to the realizations that the things you started the program thinking that were important to you are not the things that really define who you are. And I think those are the biggest aha moments that a lot of my clients have. Yeah. And that's kind of like what happened to you and me, you know, when you think about, it, you know, so many times I think we look for external validation, you know, ways that define us rather than looking inward. And I think that's what you really help clarify for people and help evaluate who they are as people and what makes them tick and, and building their confidence with that rather than thinking, oh, well, it's, if you just help me with my job, I'll be happier. Oh, if you just help me find that man or find that woman, I'll be happier. It is, it's all about us. So, I mean, it, obviously it's very synergistic with what I teach too. Thanks, Benjamin. That was really interesting. Thank you. And I think I I'd like to ask you, because yeah. uh, sometimes you have to go to someone and say, great, let's work on this. And there's no right. judgments, there's no previous understanding, but it's also an aha moment for you because you, you can tell when someone hit that point where they're like, where they self-reflect and they, they finally realize yeah. and they kind of reach that turning point in their life that they can move forwards. And so why then right, does someone need you? Or why does someone, why should someone, if they don't hire me or hire you, why, they should, why should they find help through somebody else? Yeah, well, and I think that is a, that's a great question because first of all, a lot of times, you know, people think that they can handle things on their own, right? And, and you know what? Sometimes people can, to be honest, you know, it, they, there's enough resources and maybe um, energy that, or knowledge they gain from other other things. It could be people, it could be community, it could be resources like podcasts. Um, but the thing is, is by the time you and I get a call, obviously something's not working <laughs> in those resources. So that that's where I think a guide needs to be coming because look, we all have blind spots right? We can't see what's in the mirror sometimes. And especially like with what I do, you know, helping people with their image and the way they dress and their body language, the way they move, the way they're communicating. It's hard to assess yourself in that manner and how that's impacting their interactions with people, how that's affecting their, you know, ability to attract love. It's, it's all of that. So I always say, I'm just a flashlight <laughs> and I am showing, you know, I, I put the light in front of you because maybe you, you, it's so dark, you, you can't see what it is, but it's up to the person to actually walk through that path that I'm shining on. And really, I think that's what we're both talking about here, right? Like it's, it's helping people evaluate that for themselves and find the answers within. Exactly. So did, did I say that right? <laughs> <laughs> was that what you were going for? <laughs> oh, well, Benjamin, this was fun conversation. Again, I know we could probably talk for an hour, but um, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you wanted to share and let everybody know how they can find you again? Uh, yes. So right before I leave, I'd love to ask all listeners to please take out a pen and paper when they have some time and to write down three relationships that cause them the most happiness and three relationships that cause them the most stress 
-hmm. And sometimes this could be the same relationships. And I want you to rank them on a scale of one to 10 of how much stress they cause you or how much positivity they cause you. So each column, you can rank them differently. And then I want you to examine those, those rankings. And if your top three relationships are over five out of 10 for amount of stress they cause you, figure out a way to either alter that relationship by telling them what you need or mm. drop the relationship immediately. You'll find an unbelievable amount of improvement in your life just from doing that. And if you look at your top three relationships that are the most positive, figure out why they're the most positive for you. And now whenever you meet anyone else in your life or any of your negative relationships, try to hold them all accountable to those traits. You want to craft your environment. And usually that entails, you know, your work life, your intimate relationships, your social life. And the most people that the people that have the most influence on you probably in your external environment are your closest relationships. Mm -hmm. So if you can just find a way to drop them, the stressors out of those relationships, you'll drastically improve your life. Um, there's a quick little tip for everyone listening. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that because I'm all about action and hands-on stuff. And that's something really tangible. I think everybody could do like right now. And what's really cool about that exercise is what, because negative stuff is so heavy that it actually creates so much, um, I think stress and depression and time, and it feels intense. And when you let some of that go, you're creating space for more positive things in your life. So that was a beautiful exercise. Thank you. Thank you. We have very limited capacities per day to actually, you know, to think and to process things. And so stress takes up an exorbitant amount of that energy. Mm. And like you said, if you get rid of it, you can think clearly, you can think faster, you can, you'll be more creative. It's incredible. Yeah. It's kind of like shedding pounds, right? With your body or like shedding pounds on your, in your head a little bit, making it lighter. So that's great. So where can everyone find you? Um, everyone can find me at liveforyourselfconsulting.com. Um, there are links to everything, the podcast, the products and things like that. And if you want, you can just Google Benjamin Ritter and I'll pop up as well. Yes. And it's Benjamin Ritter because if you do men, you may not find him. <laughs> Thanks again for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to have your own breakthrough, definitely sign up for a free session with me here. You'll find it in the description to this podcast and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.